Hey kids, you're about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means another medical advice. If you need medical advice, medical care, please contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc New Year's Extravaganza. It's the last episode of 2021, so we're about to have some 2020 fun. Let's begin. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health. Welcome. Uh, okay, I told you. No, okay, it's the new year. It's the new year. Whatever. It's- well, I just thought, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just thought, like, having that energy just up top where, like, I'm suddenly there pouncing on the audience, exciting them, scaring them a little bit. Well, yeah, it's a new, they're, they can't, it's, it's a brand new year. You think they can handle that? Well, I mean, I think this would be the time of year to spring such a thing on them. I guess. Like, just to be ready. This is the new format of the podcast. Dr. Lennon starts talking, and I go, huh? What? Hey. Well, I, and then it's my So far, show. you hadn't, that's the first time you did it. It was just now. You just said welcome in response, which I thought was actually a, a more normal than your, your usual. Well, that's because instead of doing this rigid reading from a script up top thing, I am flexible, baby. I'm fluid, loosey-goosey, right. and so it'll change from week to week. Who knows what's going to come out of my mouth? Now, do your stupid intro. Yeah. Well, I just, okay, so we do discuss fitness and health. Yes. And you're welcome to join us for that. And we also discuss how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. And that's, I, I'm your host, Dr. Lennon Smith. Yeah. .com. Okay. Uh, well, it's, I just, I don't know, you say without it being so boring, and yet I'm already, I've fallen asleep. Yeah. This is actually me sleep talking. I'm dreaming right yeah, now. Yeah, no, I know. I've, you've sent me recordings of your sleep talking. I know. This, this is yeah. exactly. I mean, do you see how my leg is kicking right now? Yeah. As, I, as it looks like I'm maybe running after a truck or a bunny yeah, or a squirrel I saw in the yard or I was something. I going to say, it usually is a bunny. Just recent, of late, that's what it's been. Um, yeah. Seasonal. Yeah. So, I, you know, and like, I hate to feel compelled to stick to the thing but like we have to get through our apologies because we get so much hate mail and this is just legally i have to go through these just the okay i so we're going through not all of the apologies just like i have a few that i have to get the lawyer said like the attorney he was like look you just get through a couple of these an episode and legally you're better you're not good, but you're better. Gotcha. And am I a part of this? Because you haven't even, I don't no. think you've introduced me at this no, point. No, no. And I don't want our listeners to know who you are yet. That's another legal thing. Like it's, he's, he, the, the attorney was so specific. He was like, don't bring him in at that point. Because if you include him in the apologies, that's not enough apologies. It's never going to be oh, enough. Oh, yeah. okay. So you want me to just sit back? Just for this, like, do you want me to, I'll, I'll signal for you, okay? Okay. It'll be a hand signal, so our listeners won't know. You and I will be the ones in on it. This okay. intro is so botched. No one knows what they're listening to. If this is someone's first app, they don't even know the name of the show. They don't know who I am. They don't know who you are. All because I just said welcome. It was so surprising to you that I would welcome our audience and actually say, hi, how are you? The world's first actually polite podcast who says, hey, hey, what's up? How you going? Yeah, I will admit, I think you did throw me off. This is the Jock Doc Podcast. The, the Jock Doc Podcast is the name. I do think you caught me there. I forgot yeah. to say it. I, I was flustered. Uh, so we've received some feedback about the excessive amount of technical medical terms I've been using, such as xanthrochromia and auld lang syne. So I'm going to try to temper my terminology to a simpler one in the future. Here to help with that, and this is the signal, this is the signal for you to... Oh, okay. Here to help with okay, that is our producer, Cameron. Biz. Okay, so that was <laughs> Is that is it maybe that's maybe that could be a thing. Again, fluid. It changes from week to week. If our listeners say Cameron, I loved how you said biz. It's yeah. sort of like a bee buzzing, but it's your own thing. Then guess what? I'm going to keep doing it. If our listeners come back and they say, "When you said biz, I fell asleep. It was so boring. I couldn't handle you saying biz. I, I just then I scrap it. Just real quick, just for our listeners who do, you know, and we, we appreciate that the listeners let us know. But we can't we just the mailing system is already backed up. We can't handle the weight of the hate mail that, that Cameron gets. So yeah. if you could just I'd like ma- use lighter, use thinner paper. I guess that's like obviously we'd like your feedback, but like just maybe try to 
Save yourself and us the postage issue. Well, I've been suggesting just use a roll of toilet paper as sort of a scroll. Because some of the this hate mail is as long as an entire roll yeah, of toilet paper. That's true, yeah. So let's just do that. Then you can just send just a little box with that toilet paper in it. Much easier. Okay, yeah. It's so, cleaner. Yeah. Okay, and so this is sort of the you know trial and error. We try to improve on technology. That's a lot of what this podcast is about. And so uh, whenever you write your hate mail, do do try to innovate. Uh, as you said, you know, use your toilet paper. I would say you know, sometimes in this day and age, there is a shortage of that. So, uh, I guess, so I guess wipe with regular paper and then send, write your hate mail on normal paper, wipe with that. That is now your toilet paper. Then also write a copy of it on the toilet paper. That is now your hate mail and send that. Yes. And send that. I feel like that's a pretty simple system. Our haters are, you guys are a very creative group. And you're very good at these kind of projects. Mm-hmm. I know, and I believe in you, and I know you're going to do a good job. Oh, yeah. I love my he haters. He loves his haters so truly. much. Like, to an uncomfortable degree. Uh, also with us. So that, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually doing Christmas with a lot of my haters this year. Yeah, well, I, I got the anti-invitation. I, I know. All of you sent me. Or, yeah, I, I meant to say I did do Christmas That's right. with my haters. Yeah. Back last week, back when it, yes, uh, yeah, two two days ago. Uh, anyway, so, um, that that's our producer Cameron. Also with us is Digital the Host. Digital the host. Digital the host. I'm just glad to be alive, 365. What's it gonna take to try, 365? Recreate myself a couple hundred times, 365, 365. Will she walk away? Do you think she'll fly? Let's take a dive, 365, 365. Is she gonna walk away or is she gonna fly? I can't decide, I can't decide I've been looking up and I can see the signs Up in the sky, 365 Later, Cameron tells us that we can expect a special guest. No. The. Not today. What? Because today is the New Year's episode, which means we focus on going through all of our old, uh, ooh, I'm already framing it poorly, all of our best yes. stuff. And it's sort of like one of those episodes of a show where you hate it because it's just clips. But it's not a clip show. It's not a clip show. It's revisiting past favorites to see where we are with them now. It's updates. It's updates. Life updates. Everyone hates clip shows, but everyone loves end of season reality shows where they bring everyone back and then they like yell at each other on the couch. And that's sort of what this is. Yes. This is an attempt at a reality show situation. Reunion episode at the very end of the season. So, or like a decade after the season. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. No. Like the end of the season. Okay. Like on Survivor, when they bring everyone back, or on Teen Mom. Okay, sorry. When they have all the, the moms, shows we all they got watch. Dr. Drew yes. there. 
<laughs> Sorry. That's that's the episode that this is like. See, we're already fighting. This yeah. I, this is great. This, this is perfect. Wonderful content. Okay. Um. Bef- well, I mean, do we, let's just jump it right. Jump right into it. Nine minutes in. Let's just go. Okay. J- um. So I'm sorry to to like cut it off here. I know you're trying to start us, but I I want to say before we move on. That's before we move on. I want to address some listener feedback. I guess. Well, this note comes from, and this is kind of close to me. This note comes from New Year Tom. Uh, so this is Tom from MySpace has rebranded. He is New Year Tom now. And he's asked us to kind of pioneer this. We're, we're sort of the top of the line in our field of um, niche, just extremely niche medical podcasts. So Tom said, well, like you guys are the biggest thing since myspace so can you can you publicize my stuff so yes so this is a letter that he wrote to us and hopefully we can sort of unpack to it. us or to you well i get it didn't say and i just i kind of found the note i, I assume it's from tom I, I i just would be shocked if he like actually wrote to me we haven't spoken yeah and i mean it's probably seven years yeah. well Cause you ever since I ran over his pinky toe with a jet ski. Yeah, it didn't help that you unfriended him on MySpace the day after. Like it was, it was like you did it on purpose. I did. I was afraid of him. Oh, okay. Well, I was afraid that once he got that toe reattached, he was going to use it to kick my butt. Yeah, butts. I okay. Those fears are well founded. I'm still friends with them on MySpace, and it's. Okay. Um, All right, but this letter is addressed to you. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, The note reads, quote, if bread was a vegetable, it would be a potato, end quote. So thank you, Tom. Thank you, New Year, Tom. Um, A good good point, I guess. If if bread was a vegetable. Okay, yeah, they're both, I guess, carbs. Um, Sure. Yeah. That's. And there's, you know, there's potato bread. Uh, that's like extremely popular i do like potato bread uh i but it of course it's not the same it's it's like sort of apples and oranges or vegetables and bread so potato bread is like apples and oranges to regular bread potato to bread and potato bread is to vegetables yes i'm sorry potato bread okay Good. Let's let's get into it further. Potato bread is yeah. a potato. Okay. Wait. No, but no, it's it not. It is also bread. No, I think it formerly but was two things. It formerly was potato, and now it is a type of bread. It's been a p- potato that's been shaved into the shape of a bread. Oh, interesting. I get. I it's like it, potato slices in the shape of a bread. It does very interesting. It does depend on how you make it. I guess if you prepare it by doing what you described, then I would argue that it's actually, yeah, it's uh, still still a veggie at that point. But you know, this is why we were asked this question by New Year Tom and New Year Tom. I'm actually. You know, I, I feel like there's not really much to answer in that, I guess, question. But what I can say is that I'm glad to have some representation, a mascot for the new year. Because everyone knows Tom. You know, there's there's Santa from a few days ago. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, Jabez from a few days ago. But there, nobody knows about, like, there's no new year thing, right? My, Tom from MySpace. Yeah, I mean, there's there's, like, the concept of the new year baby. But that's just, like, a... That's more like a like a gif. You know what I mean? Like that's not even like a like an actual established thing. Yeah. It's more just like a vague mascot. Yeah, that the baby that you carry. Yeah, it's just a mascot. Like it's not it's it's a vague. Yeah, you're right, you're right. You haven't even haven't named it yet. So um anyway, so so to New Year Tom, thank you. Well, I mean it's Chester, but yeah, go ahead. Okay, well the fact that it is Chester is still I I don't think it helps. Anyway, um well it's also okay my baby new year is also shaved out of a potato is that what you're trying to what you're trying to get at here yeah i guess i didn't see it as and its name is chester needing a name and it is the current mascot of new year's and is being replaced by by tom Tom. and i'm fine with it okay well you don't sound fine so we'll just move on from that 
if that's okay. You can do whatever you want. I don't care. I really, I just don't care. You can do whatever you want. Good. No, good. Uh, so, um, <clears throat> so I care less. Yeah, no, you've really, you've really made that. Okay. Um, now for today's medical topic, gastronoma or Zollinger, Zollinger, Zollinger Ellison syndrome. Gastronoma or Zollinger Ellison syndrome is a clinical syndrome caused by a gastrin secreting tumor. Patients with a gastronoma often present with diarrhea because the gastrin simulates acid secretion in the stomach, and this stomach acid inactivates lipase. Lipase normally breaks down uh, lipids, fats. So if a patient has a gastrin secreting tumor, they don't properly absorb fats. So those fats end up passing through and being excreted as diarrhea. Uh, so, less- so it sounds like even if like their body, it sounds like their body can just handle it anyway, and we don't need your you in the process right well their their body's handling it by just diarrhea a lot wow and ulcers so the miracle of the human body that's amazing yeah so i i don't know that it's like that like it's not that good i so, so less than one percent of patients with ulcer disease will have a gastronoma but for this gastro- uh, diagnosis of gastronoma, you will look for patients with ulcers that are large, meaning over one to two centimeters. Um, recurrent ones after H. pylori eradication, uh, ulcers that are distal to the duodenum, and um, multiple ulcers as well, something you look for for gastronoma. Uh, once endoscopy confirms the presence of an ulcer, the most accurate diagnostic tests include lab testing. So that'll be like a high gastrin level while the patient is off of anti-secretory therapy. That's PBIs or H2 blockers. Um, the lab values, uh, la- lab tests could also be high gastrin levels despite a high gastric acid output, or persistent high gastrin level despite injecting secretin. So any one of those lab lab tests would confirm the diagnosis. Uh, once the diagnosis is confirmed, imaging can be done to exclude metastatic disease, and that you know it's metastasis. That's you know, moving from the original source. Uh, so abdominal CT or MRI is done first, but this has poor sensitivity, so it doesn't necessarily exclude metastasis. So if that CT or MRI is normal, then you'll use somatostatin receptor scintigraphy, uh, that's nuclear octreotide scan, um, and that's combined with endoscopic ultrasound to exclude metastatic disease. Are you getting all this? Is this, is this registered Yeah, no, I mean, I've... Am, am I supposed to be writing down every word? Because I am doing that. Yeah. But I am submitting this as my own homework. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you That's said- fine. It's not plagiarism, though, right? Because I'm hearing it. I'm not seeing it. So it's not really plagiarism. Yeah. You're not copying from, from my notes, right? You're writing it down? No. I'm, copy- I'm, I'm copying what you're saying via what is heard through sure. my ears. J- for your Once sake? a sound yeah. leaves your mouth and enters my ears, that's my That's your property. Product. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you want to do you read off any of it, or are you? Do you want me to just go on? Do, like, jump to check your notes. Uh, sh- yeah. Do you want me to read the endoscopic part? Yeah. Or the MRI part? Uh, I get there. Um, I go for the MRI part. That's you know the poor sensitivity kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's. I yeah. it's, it's really quick. Poor sensitivity. Okay. Yeah. So oh, you got it. Like w- when you go, so you if. You, MR, an MRI machine okay. is actually quite affordable well, within the metaverse. Oh, and this is okay, sort of a okay. new venture that I'm working on, which is sort of CT scans in the digital aspect. That's what you said, right? That's what I have written down. Okay, that's so I I can see how if so you didn't mention your homework is metaverse related. That's yes. okay. That that's. I'm in metaverse school right now. Okay. Uh, well, I, I, I jack in to the metaverse when I get up in the morning. Right. It sucks. The hours are terrible. Yeah. I've got to get up at like 7.30 or I've got to be there at 7.30. And then jack in. And I've got to be fully dressed up. They get mad if, I don't, if I'm not wearing a suit and tie in real life. Yeah. Well, that's because uh, once you get in there, you're, uh, it's, it's, you know, the, the metaverse, as we all know, as I think we were all living in it to some extent now, um, it is sort of like the, the, the Miis on the Nintendo Wii. You, you yeah. hang out there. It's like Ready Player One, except for it's like school and work with Miis. And like barely... With Nintendo yeah. Miis. And so, so we have sort of just these little barely shaped pixelated 
creature. So I've, I've, I've had to try to detox. Honestly, I, I'm sorry. I, I am getting distracted here, and it always happens when we get into this talk from with your homework. Yeah, no, it's just. I mean, it's it's like like you said, you're trying to detox from it because you've been confusing. Am I in real life? Yeah. Am I in the metaverse? This stuff is so real. Yeah. It's so powerful. I'm just. It has the way to trick your mind, and that's that is the entire reason that I'm introducing MRI machines into the metaverse because people like you who don't know the difference, you don't know, you can't tell if you're in the metaverse or out of it. You're going to be willing to spend real money on this like fake thing that I just sort of generate with code. Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like it's sort of like a scam, and it's I think it's going to do really really well in that arena. I, I guess okay yeah at least you recognize it as a scam so so um for for gastronoma the uh the most accurate test is always going to be a functional test such as looking at the response to secretin um local disease is removed surgically metastatic disease is unresectable and is usually treated with lifelong ppis to block acid production uh and it's I, as to how that applies to the metaverse i i just don't know like that's you don't think that that PPIs won't exist in the metaverse? I don't know that they'll be very useful. You don't think that proton pumps will need inhibiting Dr. London? Yeah, just for the stomach acid. I feel like it'll be more useful in the real... I guess... No, once you're in it, you're right. Wouldn't it break immersion? Like, Dr. London, once you're in it, if you're not having a tummy ache as consistent as you are in the real world, yeah. that would break the level of immersion. That's right. And so, yeah, you, of course you're going to have like acid reflux in the metaverse. Of course you're going to have back pain and joint pain. Yeah. And you'll, like, you'll have to go see a, uh, whatever physical therapist. Um, and this is what I love about the metaverse and NFTs and all of it is just we're given just infinite amount of space to do whatever we want. And we've created just sort of like, you know, sh- like sort of shops in the stock market. Oh, it's amazing. That's, that's sort of what we did it. Yeah. Because I, I didn't know what I was looking at at first, but like the, when you get into it, oh boy, I like I, I walk around and I see that you can like sit, sit in a shop kind of. Oh, and yeah. And look at item options. Oh, it's so, it's so crazy. And I, I'm done. Well, and I love like with the NFTs, for example, I've got one of my uh, batch monkey ape NFTs. Mm-hmm that I've you see on my t-shirt I I have it all the time it's everything. Yeah. And because of forced scarcity Dr. London, only I can have this. Yeah. Now of course you could you could have it. You can take this image and then just make your own shirt with it too. Yeah. But but that's that would that's that's cheating. That is cheating. And you don't want to be caught as a cheater in the metaverse. Oh no, I and that's that's a whole gray area. We haven't got even gotten into the law enforcement with that with cheating. Yeah. So um, and I don't want to touch that politically. So let's let's move on. Um, because we've got fine. We've got some clips, and it's not a clip show. It's not a clip show. Nope, not a clip show. But we do need to. We have here past moments we need to update. Yes, and we've got to hear those moments now and it's not a clip show though i just want to emphasize not that a clip show and you might listen to it and you think wow this feels a lot like but it's not that no it's not a clip show it's a moment so we're just gonna we're, dj dylan can you just go ahead and play our first moment in history <laughs> write a children's book yeah specifically to to teach a valuable lesson yes and so, so we got to figure this out. We're going to just knock this out really quickly because otherwise the mayor is going to be super pissed. And so we need to, uh, all right. I mean, how do, how do we even start this? I have zero idea. I've never read a book or written a book or I don't know. I thought you were the big idea guy. Well, yeah, but my ideas are, they're just, they're so large that they couldn't fit in like a book. You know, let's, let's stick with what, what you know though, Cameron, because what you know is that your ideas happen while you're asleep. So maybe it could be a going to sleep type book. Okay. So yeah. it's a book about going to sleep or like a book about what happens when you go to sleep or or what's the valuable lesson being taught? Uh, I mean, sleep is super healthy for you. Okay. In, you know, in the right doses. 
So maybe it could be, you know, this could be one of those things, and I know this is kind of weird for children's books, but it could be one of those books that's kind of oriented towards uh, children that are going to sleep. Like you read them a book before they go to sleep. Just okay. kind of like a bedtime story. Yeah. I'm not familiar with the term, but, um, Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is, uh, so I guess you, what you, you lost me. What there. you're wanting is a book that's so boring. That's going to cause even a fussy little bratty child to pass out as if he took a pill. Yeah. Or I mean, maybe not boring, just something that will knock them out. You know how, like I said, a sleeping uphill that you take before you go to bed. Anyway, Something like that. Oh, so, okay. So then maybe the book should just be about the different kind of, like maybe about like a little kid who every time he takes a fun sleepy time pill, he goes on a fun adventure, right? Okay. He teaches kids to take, you know, a Benadryl every single night before they go to bed. Right. Okay. Um, Dr. Byrne, are you feeling this? Are you, is this? Look at what's happening. You're working together. Wow. Okay chores are helping you to work together i've never haven't seen you two get along that well in this whole this whole 40 some minutes we've been together okay the, yeah yeah maybe this is the way what brought us together is child ambien that's right okay so um yeah i guess i guess these books don't have to be so long because they are for children who, yeah well let's title it first yeah so title um uh how about, like, I take the same pills as mommy and daddy? Okay. Yeah, and once again, I don't, you know, I don't see or interact with children that often anymore. So so it's, I'm going to go a little bit on your expertise. Uh, you know, so medically, I can't speak to this so much, but. Sure, yeah. Okay. So from my experience, kids and Ambien are a great combination, and it helps them sleep, and they sleep for, like, like 36 hours every time. Okay. I, you do know that uh, I am sworn to turn, if any, anyone confesses a crime to me, I'm sworn to turn them in. Yeah. And, sleepy children is not a crime. I know for a fact <laughs> that children being sleepy is not a crime. All right. You should not throw these kids in jail just because they're so sleepy. You think that children would be imprisoned? Yeah, there's no reason to arrest these kids just because they're sleeping for like 36 hours at a time. I mean, D- Dr. Byrne, I, I just want to make sure on that. Like, do you... Are you agreeing with him on that point? Or? Absolutely not, no. Okay. I'm saying that Cameron insinuated he was going to give pills to children. And I'm saying that because of my Hippocratic Oath that I believe you, Dr. Smith, must also have taken. Yes, yes. And if I find out someone's to be harmed, I've got to turn them in. That's, no, that's right. And you know, thank you <laughs> well, for holding not, me to it, Dr. Bird. Uh, we're, we're not passing out Ambien to these kids. We're just in the book. The character is taking one of his mommy's Ambien's. I think this is a bad lesson to teach children. Okay. And it doesn't help that we, this podcast is heavily marketed towards six-year-old children. I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say I spent some time in Liverpool too. That's, that's why my accent is... <laughs> Flying between Ireland and a beetle. Now that you mention it specifically, I am hearing it. But yes, yes, that all that all tracks. Okay, so um, okay, so so the book starts out. Tommy Boy is wondering what to do for the mm-hmm. night. Tommy Boy is is thinking, and this is you know a reference to the movie. This is the younger version of Tommy Boy, uh, yeah, uh, the Chris Farley type. So uh, Tommy Boy is looking around what should i do for bed and he sees now do you think it's appropriate to have a chris farley type who is also maybe taking pills that, that's good I'm, I'm glad we have so much accountability on this podcast that's something that we've been missing so... i don't mind it i'm just asking if that was a good idea i'm gonna have to go with cameron on this one i i, I think both of your guys ideas for the book are very dangerously close to having causing children to hurt themselves that's definitely not true. I'm just more ups- like I don't want to upset the Farley estate. Okay, yeah, that's um, and I guess for whatever reason, Tommy Boy's the first b- boy name that popped into my head. But maybe let's go for something more. Tommy gener- Cruz. What? Tommy Cruz, maybe. Okay, Tommy Cruz. Yeah. Okay. I, I was I was gonna say let's just go gender neutral, considering the the age we're in, with a less you know a gene or way. a pat. Yes. Let's say Gene. So Gene is there and Gene wants to go to bed. And that's because that's what every kid wants. Well, I was going to say, I mean, kids 
typically don't want to go to bed. Oh. Right? No, I didn't really. I just remembered, like, I know how much I want to go to sleep sometimes. So I assume. Okay, so they don't want to. Okay, okay. I think, I mean, I thought that was the point of this book was to encourage kids who don't want to go to bed to go to bed. No, okay, okay. So And so maybe it's like a fuzzy kid who doesn't want to go to bed, but then maybe like some sort of a creature or like a demon or something speaks to him. (laughs) A demon, what are you talking about? You're going to scare the hell out of these kids. I'm just trying to imagine like when I was a kid, what would I want to appear before me to convince me to take a pill to enter some sort of a magical land. And I, the first thing that pops, yeah, like a demon-y sort of creature, maybe like a hooved guy. You're describing the devil, Cameron. No, I don't think the big guy himself is going to like be that invested in just a random kid. You refer to the devil as the big guy? Won't he? Yeah, uh, you know, sometimes. You sound like you're personal friends with him. No, again, I feel like too important, too busy. There's no way. So Gene, Gene is, uh, Gene is being told by his parents who we're going to put, maybe we'll go in a different direction. His parents have Halo, sorry, not his, uh, Gene, the human child. Uh Uh-huh. Um, their parents have halos around them. Okay. And they are saying, maybe it's time for bed. And then Gene says, okay, does this sound good? That's it? Uh, I mean, now that I'm realizing we have to walk this kind of tightrope, we can't encourage them to take pills because that might be morally bad mm. um, or ethically okay. at least. Well, then why don't, how about the book just spends a lot of time on like different locations where pills might be found and then just leaves it at that? Okay. Then they can choose to do it or not to do it. That's up to them. Okay. So Gene looks up at the cabinet where the the medicine cabinet and then it says it's usually in one of the side ones and then maybe like there's sort of instructions on like how you're supposed to press down on the lid and turn like you can't just turn it because that's the childproof lock i'm gonna have to jump in again you're more or less still encouraging children to take pills I think we're just teaching life lessons well i no, this is this is one of those things where like i'm really appreciating having another physician in the the talks here because normally it's just my guy and like and maybe I've kind of dropped a little bit of my professionalism over time because these suggestions do come often. So Dr. Byrne, thank you. We'll we'll incorporate this idea of maybe not telling them how to open the pill bottles. Okay. So Gene so let's the the leaving it blank might be okay. So Gene looks up at the medicine cabinet, mm-hmm. considers and we can write considers dot 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 uh-huh. And then looks at bed, and maybe next to bed is glass of milk. Okay. Ooh, I mean, do we? Do you want to be on that side of history? You don't think things are sort of like gearing more towards veganism as time goes on? Okay. So I. So my attempt was to find something that wasn't so controversial as a method to help a child sleep. Yeah, but you're talking about the dairy industry. Yeah. Okay. So so for you, you don't draw the line at ambient for a child for you it's the cheese milk yeah yeah okay um yeah okay so but so the kid just goes to bed so it's a two-page book yeah the first page is the kid doesn't want to go to bed on the second page he's looking at a cabinet and then he looks at the bed so i guess three pages and the third page is he goes to bed great done that was this i think this is going to transform our community this is a great book wow and that i mean honestly good memories it's it's weird to hear how that project started yeah because it's it's nowhere near the same at this point um well i mean so so this project the this children's book we set out to write also got turned into a six episode as you say series i say experience but this time, this this was with Netflix, so completely different than the yeah, DreamWorks. Yeah, it was certainly experience. marketed differently. And so this one, so the the um, there was a big turnaround uh, mm-hmm. with that, and with our own, you know, podcast, we had to change the marketing 
a lot. So instead of going to children, it did go to geriatric age people, to elderly. Yes. This became a sleepy time book and then mini series experience geared towards helping the elderly go to bed when they're fussy and don't mm-hmm. want to go to bed. Yeah, which I mean, it all of your suggestions were pretty decent for the right age group. Oh, it fit perfectly. It was like almost suspicious. It was anyway, so so now um of course we have this fantastic series like if you go I don't know. It's it's what everyone's watching on Netflix, but especially sort of the older age group. Uh, everyone, yeah. when I want to go to sleep, that's what I'd turn on, you know. Uh, and you just leave it playing. We've got Glenn, Clo- yeah. We've got Glenn Close as the elderly mm-hmm. patient, and we have uh, Jeremy Irons as the devil. Mm-hmm. He comes in and yeah. and tells her to take her and pills. the devil thing. Uh, yeah, it it did it did test a little. Uh, I want to say wonky. Wonky was the term that they used uh, whenever they yeah. described it. But um, I think you know, once we played it for audiences in the big theater, oh, they it, it went so well. We they were so scared. Yeah. yeah, every and everyone cosplayed as the devil, and that scared them further. Uh, it was really oh yeah, they were because you're scared of the screen and you seek comfort in a companion, yeah. and yet you look over and your best friend. Yeah is dressed up like the devil himself, Dr. Mm-hmm. London. Yeah, no, it was a... I'm scaring myself thinking yeah. about it. And you want to go to sleep? And, you know, watch how... Yes, just to get away from yeah. the fear. And that's that's a good tip for anyone who's looking to escape the sort of the fears of being awake, is hold those in your mind and then go into sleep. That's how to, that's how to overcome your... Uh, you know that that's how to because dreams are always going to be good that's I feel, I feel like you're just you're people aren't going to watch the show or buy our book if you're just giving away all this i'm advice. sorry this is yeah and it's if you're old and you are fussy about going to sleep invest in a netflix account invest in our book yes let's keep it at that yeah and uh we gonna move on to the next clip yeah 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 let's let's hit it So we have to come up with movies based on their title. So let me explain this. Do I can't believe we have to do this, Doctor London. So well, basically, well, our studio. I, I should clarify the one of the reasons why we have to do this is like our permit is very like it's it's a tenuous permit. Like he yeah. he won't let us keep it if we fail to follow any of his commands. Like we have to obey him in order to keep doing this podcast so that sounds it, very draconian that he yeah uh, yeah uh, well it, please don't say it too loudly because he could hear um and so the mayor is starting this movie studio and he came up with in his spare time a bunch of movie titles like that that's kind of his contribution he's like i'm gonna put all this money for towards this movie studio but the only thing he's like i'm, I'm more of an ideas guy but an idea to him is just a title that he comes up with and so he's sort of given the task to us to figure out actually what the movie is going to be. So this is what we got to do. So, I mean, Dr. Lynn, do you want to read one of the movie titles that he's written down? Yeah, yeah. So this, this first one here is, um, it's just called Porcelain Fog. Ooh. So what is... What is Porcelain Fog? So, like, what I think of off the bat uh-huh. is, um, I think of a toilet. I like think of toilet throne. too. I yeah, think of toilet okay. too. Yes, we be. And then the fog, I guess, only because the porcelain part, I wouldn't have gone this way. But then I think fog, I think of you know, passing some gas. Like it smells Sh- yeah, sure. bad afterwards. So I guess Wait. this would have to be like a comedy st- st- stinky. Um, oh, like, yeah, the, the subgenre of comedy, stinky movies. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps a well, uh, perhaps a rom com with uh, a, okay. so, someone who will not pass gas in front of their uh, significant other. Yes, well, right? it's I, only in the bathroom. Yes, yes, yes. See? I have maybe a play on words here a little bit with uh, you know fog. Something that's really in right now is movies about Alzheimer's. So maybe if in this rom com one of the persons was getting dementia over time while also, you know, dealing with the 
Ah, so far, the literally farting passive <clears throat> gas aspect doesn't when, doesn't know who's he who smelt it dealt it unless they didn't remember stealing oh. it. That is the tagline. It, that is the tagline. It's on the poster. Word for word. I mean, do I think we have that solved? Do we want to cast it real quick? Uh, Dame Judy Dench. Okay. We got a Judy Dench in the main role, and uh, let's just get Timothy Chalamet in there. Oh, that's true. Yeah. He's hot right now, you know? I like yeah, that Yeah, and I think up. they'd work well together. It's a good team up. Yeah. Okay. Jeannie Swa, would you want to read the next one? Uh, yes. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Um, it is, um, oh, interesting. A turtle named Frank. Okay. Okay, so I mean, I can I tell you. The, oh, sorry, yeah, first, you go ahead. You go ahead. The first question I have is just: Are we talking about a literal turtle, or are we talking about someone who maybe needs to come out of his shell, uh, or both, or yeah, a turtle who is stuck inside of his shell? See, so the first thing I thought of, just so that this is also on our minds, is yeah. the the Doctor Seuss book where. Uh, these you're the turtle, but all the turtles are stacked, and it I think it was a metaphor for the uh for Hitler in Germany, or maybe or oui. um we oui, oui. yeah you are correct. so so this is a this is a reboot okay a reboot of Yurtle the turtle called a turtle named Frank. Wow, and it sort of has yeah, it has almost like more of a serious title to it, like you know Yurtle the turtle is a, a kind of funny, but this is a turtle named Frank. So maybe it's more of, yeah, a dramedy, maybe Adam McKay sort of approach to, so, uh... Are we gonna, we're gonna keep the heavy, like, World War II metaphors in there then? Yes. Yeah. Or, or do we make it more about uh, the, uh, uh, the Middle East, uh, Afghanistan? Oh, yeah, we can sort it's of a modernize re- it. Yeah, yeah, modernize it. Yeah, and that that should be easy to make a very clear message too. So, yeah, because uh, everyone's in agreement on what's going on and how to solve it. Very so, clear, um, very clear cut. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, I, we'll just have. I mean, maybe we'll have Frank join the military, like maybe shortly after nine eleven or something like that, and then maybe that can be the starting point of this story. Okay, great. And let's yeah, I was gonna say, let's not say any more on it, only because our podcast doesn't really get political. But this right. is, of course, a movie that will comment a lot on it. But that oh, part yeah. will be done in the screenwriting and in the release whenever we, um, hopefully, and we I, haven't been able to do it so far. If, but if you even mention the U.S. military and don't mention the atrocities they cause, you get like $2 million in funding, like that. I don't want to jump the so, gun, but uh, I think uh, I see Owen Wilson. Mm, yes, Ooh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that, that is perfect casting. Who should be his shell? Well, I don't think he'd want Luke. Zach Galifianakis. Ooh, yeah. I think that I, is a, a good yeah. pairing. Have they worked together? This, should, this could be nice. Yeah, and so um, whatever we made, I, I'm, I didn't mean for this you know, this episode to be so heavy on sort of the screenplays, all the movies that we... But we—it's been a busy year. It's I mean, yeah. Th- honestly, this episode is starting to feel real advertising. But it's sort of like when you have this many projects going on at once, how everything you do is going to be sort of self-advertising, right? I mean, yeah, I can't help it. I mean, so like, so the uh, the the year of the turtle thing. The what was it? Um, I, I honestly I forgot what name we even had in there. I know it was about a turtle. That's where we started. Yeah. But uh, once the once the you know the studio notes and, and yeah, they they all mess with it. They you know you have your creative vision, but then they they're like, oh no no this this that. I think so, we called it the Eternals. I think that was sort of the yeah. name that the studio ended up settling on. I, I, it's, I don't remember which yeah. studio it ended up. Go- Here's the thing for people who are not in the industry. You pitch this thing to a number of different studios and it'll get picked up and it'll get tweaked here and there and the name change and this person's attached. Oh, they're not attached. This person's attached. Oh, that person got accused of rape. And it's sort of like all of these different things going on at once. And you're like, blah, blah, blah. 
And so you don't even know. Half the time, I will be watching something. I'll be watching an episode of Girls, and I'll see my name at the end, inspired by Cameron Clark's life. I was like, oh, okay, that does make sense. A lot of the stuff Hannah's going through is very similar to my life. Yeah. And a lot of things end up being, you know, biographical for you. You sign a lot of your life permissions away as well. Like that's a hobby for you. Yes. So. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely, there was a time period where, where I wanted to be the first just sort of, um, what do you call it? What do you call it when there's like no copyright on something anymore? Uh, public domain. Yes, I want to yeah. be the first person in the public domain where you could use my personhood entirely with my permission. Yeah, which yeah, and what what an honor. Uh, I will say you. Uh, I know what other people refer to you as is the everyman. They say he is yes because his um I guess legal his legal self is given away so much. Um, you know, he's, everyone sees you whenever they go to the movies because you are, and I'm, I'm essentially a part of every person. Mm -hmm. Series voices me when your micro microwave says like 30 seconds. That's me. Yeah. And so it's, um, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to, if we're getting so so bogged down on that. Two inside baseball, yeah. But yeah, all that to say, you know, we have all these movie pitches, and they're exhausting, especially. And you know, if, I don't know if anyone listening picked up which episode that was, but that was our garbage chef that was on, and uh, yes, he he's surprisingly well connected in Hollywood. That's that's one thing I learned from. I, I guess enough yeah. Hollywood elites go to his garbage restaurant, which which I think was in a van or something. Uh, you know, they go to. I think his it was outside of a van. Yeah, not quite in a van. That's right. Um, yeah. And so, anyway, enough people go to that. That and you know enough bigwigs. You know, Kevin Feige hangs out over there apparently. Yeah. Uh, which I think I think that that's how uh, it got to be the Eternals. That's that's how that turtle thing got there oh that yeah yeah that now that tracks yeah so but um, uh you know i mean so i haven't seen that movie i'm not gonna probably not gonna see that movie but it sounds like people enjoyed it or hated it or something doesn't really matter again once the script is out of my hands yeah i've forgotten about it once i've already moved on to the next script once the check is in my hands that's oh (laughs) yeah Um, do you want to do do you want to do one more clip? Do you want to do one more clip? Uh, and it's not a clip because it's not a clip episode. Let's go to one more memory, one more moment in history. Take me back. The mayor, the mayor wants us to create a YouTube channel to, to to finally reach all the teens. He says to be able to send them his special messages that from the voices he gets at night yeah and that i I don't want to have to do this the problem he has though he does have a youtube channel and it's mostly just him talking for 30 45 minutes straight just looking down the barrel straight at the webcam but he says that he's only getting two three hits per video Mm -hmm. he's like i don't know how to reach the youth you guys are experts about this Let's figure this out. So let, we got to figure out how to spice up the mayor's YouTube channel. Okay. And I have a suggestion right off of the bat. You know what's extru- just unbelievably popular right brand now? Brand new? Have you heard about brand new? Have you heard about this thing called ASMR? Asthma? I, well, I, asthma, I think maybe, I think it may be under that umbrella term. Because oh, asthma is not as like new. Asthma is okay. the larger. It's like yeah. heavy breathing. Right? Like heavy breathing directly like into he- your ears. It's making funny little noises, little, tiny, tiny little whisper noises or crumpling noises or scratchy noises that give your body a goosebump sensation. Ooh, and okay. teens are loving this. They're getting together at each other's houses and they're giving each other goosebumps left and right. And uh, th- it, w- I think we need to tap into this market, Dr. Okay. Mark. Yeah, and I guess just to advertise the podcast, do you want to do that? 
I mean, we got to advertise the mayor's ideas. Sure. I would say, yes, let's also advertise the podcast and also advertise whatever else we want to advertise, whatever else we got going on that we want the the teens to know. This is actually perfect, given that our guest had a message that he was trying to reach. Oh, I would love to take a stab at this. I I think ASMR messaging is... Cameron, were you a high school cheerleader? Uh, I was a high school pescatarian. Oh, okay. I mean, that's Which, good thinking. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's do. You want me- let's dive into this. Uh, I guess I'll I'll warm it up a little. Well, we have the mayor's notes, so I'm going to take the, the windsock us- off my microphone so I can really get in there. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Uh, yeah, Doctor Lenny, let's. We all have get to get. I mean, Mike. just. Let's get here. Just a little bit. Just a little, just bit, a little closer. bit closer into the microphone. Okay. So, Dr. London, do you want to go ahead and do the... Yeah, <laughs> wet in your lips. Yeah, you got to get a good... Um, that's mm. that's what that's for. Okay. Mm, so, good the mayor wanted us to emphasize that the local pond has been stocked with fish. Lots of fish. Fish. Trout, maybe? He didn't give specifics. Trout. I don't think salmon. Trout. I think salmon was expensive. So, All right. September yeah. is National Recovery Month. If you have a loved one who's addicted to opioids, mind your own business. And do not celebrate September's National Recovery Month. If anyone can knows where my parents are, I don't. I think they. I think I might have left them at a mall like a week or two ago, but I. I don't want to admit that because I feel like I would get in trouble. And so I want to. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna like go like this a bit. Oh, right. and also. Let's and it and, and what the, the and um I also just sort of um just sort of wanted to say I agree with our guest in that like just like stop being such a nosy Nancy like just let people live their lives and if they want to take hydrocodone and watch Mars so, so every night then that should be what I was gonna choice what I was gonna say is that actually uh, listen to the Jock Talk podcast listen to Jock Talk podcast. Take hydro and listen to the Jock Talk podcast while you're dead. Well, or or while maybe you're, just d- d- not not do that. And I think we got it. Okay. Oh. Wow. I had, I had more. Okay. There are 1.6 million opioid addicts in the United States. And every year, 1.6 Americans try opioids for the first time. You want to be cool, don't you? Join the 1.6 million opioid addicts have a long future. Or, you know, maybe maybe hesitate on that and just ask your doctor about it. Uh, but only if your doctor's to- cool. Go go into your aunt's medicine cabinet. No, let's not. So your aunt. Okay. If you go let's- into your aunt's bathroom, she'll she has a different bathroom than no. we normally use. It's in our bedroom. Not that one. And then right up, right above the sink, there's going to be no. a mirror that you okay. can open not, up. No, only, let's not do that. I just want to go in there. Only okay. juice doctors that drive nice cars. No, I mean, that's... Like 2022 Honda Civics. So you don't, you don't want to go for the pills that like have you know Walmart or Target logos. There's some that are clearly a prescription. They'll have a doctor's name on it. Those are the those are the gold ones. You want to go for those. We're talking. What like what if they you do like metformin or something? They'll just get diarrhea and it'll help them control their blood pressure. So like, or their their diabetes like rather. Not that far off from taking a bunch of drugs. I mean, it is taking a bunch of drugs technically. It's just not the hard drug, and it might. You know, if it causes their blood sugar level to drop or whatever, then it could be dangerous for that. But so could the opioids. So I guess there's no real winning here. Okay, I think we got it. I think we're. I think we're really coming out on top here. You know, um, my cre- my credentials with this is I am the person that successfully marketed 
uh, vape flavors geared towards kids, like bubble gum. Oh, nice. That that yeah. was that was me. That was me. Cotton candy. That was me. Wow. I forget how often I really push. I, I'm let's let's call me an advocate for kids knowing where their parents or aunts or whoever keep their pills. Yeah, and it's you know once again whoever chose these clips, I don't know if they picked the same you know sort of a- avenue of joke intentionally or if if it was just trying to get a general idea that they liked. But by golly, yeah, you do you do. I mean. You you have had the habit since the beginning. Um, yeah. The difference being now... I like the freedom of information, Dr. London. I don't like secrets. If I know where you, your parents keep their pills, I think you should know too. Yeah. I, I will say that, you know, to producer Cameron's credit, he usually tries to supply his own, and this is more for the people who don't have access to Cameron's uh whatever he makes yes if you can't get any of my specialty stuff which speaking speaking of uh this month for the month of january or this upcoming month uh i have a special on some of the green ones i just found them under a bridge so if you're looking for some green green pills they're different sizes but they are all green okay and you can get those half off if you just head over to my store and half off meaning you cut them in half or yeah, so they're full price, but you get half the pill. Okay. Uh, yeah, sorry, this is one of those things where it's a fine print kind of thing, and I know you're stickler for that. So Yeah. Um, um, all this to say, this ASMR thing, it did get turned into a six-episode, um, you know, like you said earlier, series. Yeah. I call it an experience. But, well, uh, but this I time mean, over at HBO. Yeah. Well, okay, not HBO, HBO Max. Let's be honest. Yeah. Well, we and also, on, it, it, was, it was an HBO Max original, not an HBO original. I'm sorry. For, for me, what made me mad about it is that the the prequel, which was made by a separate company, an offshoot, yeah. uh, that one became far more popular, and you know, it kind of left us in the de- like. I I felt like I signed my creative, uh, my, my whole idea away whenever they, they switched, they pivoted that hard to the, with a prequel. And I'm sorry, so this is all once again inside baseball. It's it's too much. Oh yeah. Um, there's a whole thing there. You're talking about what when they, you know, we had already written this script, and they're like, "Oh, but what about what happened before with these ASMR guys?" Yeah, and and then uh, that, of like, course, was Mayor of Easttown. Yes, on HBO. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. Um, so it turned into this sort of murder mystery type show, which I thought was really good, but I think moved away from a lot of the lip smacking and spit noises. That yeah. really established the original script. Yeah. And well, once again, I guess that, that's a sort of good note to kind of leave on here is that we want more and we're going to try to do, you know, it's a new year coming up. We, we want to try to have more lip smacking, more just improvised ASMR in our given videos. We want that to be actually be a part of what we do from now on. And so with that in mind, that's, that's what we'll be we'll be pushing for that and they'll be happening without the guest knowledge a lot of times that's that's how our approach will be we're going to be smacking a lot more we're going to be audibly breathing into the mic a lot more Mm -hmm. uh we are going to say uh and um more yes oh please and have long pauses as we are clearly just trying to think of something to say we're going to do that quite a bit more yes I, i think we're going to deliver a pretty good product this year dr london and I'm excited for it. Ooh, lots of, on my my end, misusing words that I've clearly confused for another mm-hmm. word. Yeah. And uh, for, for me, going to keep um, bringing up drugs that, and, and then say that they're for something besides what they are intended for. And so we're going to work forward in this, and I'm really excited kind of for, for where it's going to take us. So uh, I get new year, new me, <laughs> you know, I... Uh, new year even longer episodes oh, longer. Yes. more rambling more just like endless one person going on uh-huh. and on and on and no one interrupts them or tries yeah. to stop the conversation anyway a yeah. lot more of that all right and um i think on that note 
thank you. This is uh, my, my name is Dr. LondonSmith.com. Actually, we should we should end on this note. And DJ Dylan, this is where you could play a piano note. Do you, maybe like a C. So, uh, do you or do you have a specific note you want to hear, Doctor London? Ooh, uh, C sharp minor. Is that a is that a note? Probably. I think maybe a chord. Okay. Right. To be to be, but I I don't know. I don't read music. Yeah. So. No, you cancel your subscription. Okay. Um. So. Uh, thank you to our, our producer Cameron. Thank you to Digital the Host. Tom from MySpace has rebranded. He is New Year Tom now. Tom from MySpace. He's surprisingly well connected in Hollywood. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, New Year Tom. What other people refer to you as is the Everyman. Tom from MySpace. Tom from MySpace. Tom from MySpace. He's surprisingly well connected in the metaverse. He's surprisingly well connected in the metaverse. Tom from my has He is new as Tom now.